Good morning. How is everybody? Let's paint a picture. Uh, it's about 45, 46 degrees. Super sunny. Super sunny. Uh, pretty much perfect morning in Half Moon Bay. Uh, the tide is up, but the waves are small. There is zero wind zero which is highly unusual um, I am running at a heart rate of 110 and running about a huh, uh, 11 and a half minute mile so body is really settling into the uh, slow pacing if you remember I was having a hard time staying under 15 uh, about three four weeks ago uh, speaking of which sorry for missing last week uh, grandson was off school and it just didn't quite lend itself to a good uh, any there was no time for uh, podcast. Anyway, I know that you all missed me. Just kidding. Uh, there's probably like two of you, but I appreciate you too. Let's get the sponsors out of the way that make this a commercial free podcast so you can listen to my voice uninterrupted. Uh, we have Vital for You, the number one in nutrition needs for me and athletes across the United States. I highly recommend their multivitamins. They are perfectly formulated for those athletic abilities. Uh, again, if you do go on there, utilize the code MATSTER, M-A-T-T-S-T-E-R, M-A-T-T-S-T, Wait, M-A-T-T-S-E-R. Yes, that's it. 20% off. Uh, if that doesn't work, message me. Um, and our second sponsor, A-Main Cycling. A-MainCycling.com. Uh, they have a store in Chico. And online. Get anything you need for your bike online. And delivered straight to your door. I don't have a code for them yet. Uh, I will be asking Evan to see if uh, I can get something out there for my listeners. On to today's show. I have been and want to talk about identity. What is someone's identity? Uh, mostly because I am going through an identity crisis at the moment. Uh, the last 12 years, 12 and a half years, I have worked for a coffee company as a barista. And that's one of the things that really grounded me and helped me to become a stable citizen of society, if you will. Um, having that early morning job to go to 
really helps in the so it really helps so that I'm not staying up late. And if I do stay up late, I still have to get up early. And it helps keep that sleep cycle, which is so important for uh, not only recovery, but and for normal people, but just for people with mental issues in general. Uh, once that sleep cycle gets messed up, it can be a slippery slope downhill fast. It's one of the first things that I, one of the first symptoms I look at when I start having a hard time. Anyway, so 13 years, let's say, it'd be 13 years in June uh, that I was working for this company. Um, and then on top of that, I've spent the last, say, how old am I? Let's see, since I was 18 and I'm 46, doing math while running is harder than it would think. Uh, 20, 20 something years living in Chico. And moving from there, um, moved the support system that I created through cycling and running and all of that. Uh, getting you know healthy friends and friends around me that really cared and wanted to be a part of my life and in a positive way um, made a huge huge difference but now we've moved from there to a gorgeous city by the way like none of this is none of this is negative stuff um, absolutely, this is, I want to be very upfront and clear that I'm not complaining about, you know, our move to Half Moon Bay, where I'm along the ocean. I'm not complaining about not having to work uh, right now and being able to take care of my grandson uh, pretty much full time. None of that is a complaint. It's an identity crisis which means I, I'm trying to figure out who I am and what I plant my flag on as a person, if that makes any sense. Um, a lot of people will, their identity comes from their work. Their identity comes from their racing. Their identity comes from, I mean, even in a negative way, uh, alcohol use or drug use or anything like that. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out how I, good morning. I'm trying to figure out where I am and what I plant my flag on. I thought it was crit racing. Um, good morning. And I, I thought that that was the thing that I was going to make me. And somehow, some way, that didn't quite turn out as I planned. Um, like I said, the type of training I was doing was 
really mimicking cycling. Uh, and by cycling, I mean bipolar cycling, not actual cycling. Um, and had a huge weight gain of about 20 pounds. Uh, well, let's say 18 pounds. And by about, I mean pretty much exactly that. Um, and just feeling down on myself. And let me also be clear about the weight gain. If I were somebody who was lifting weights and had that weight gain and it was a healthy weight gain, that'd be fine. You know, being 190 is not an overweight situation. It's, it really isn't. Um, and I just feel unhealthy. It's not like Sorry about that. My uh, headphones disconnected and died for a second. That was weird. Anyway, um, and I don't look in the mirror and think, oh, I'm so fat and ugly. Um, I did look at one picture that got taken and I realized how much of a weight gain I had gained. However, I'm under no illusion that I'm obese or anything. Um, in fact, I know that I am fit in that right now I'm going to run at least eight miles. And it would appear that I'm going to do that at about 12 and a half minute miles with a heart rate of about 120. I'm pretty stoked on that. So, those are all positives. Morning. I just still don't know exactly what it is or who I am. Um, and it's... It's a bit frustrating. Um, I'm, I'm starting to settle into it. Uh, I'm really, really enjoying this long distance, low heart rate base work that I'm doing. And I'm in no hurry to get out of this work. Um, I can already feel my moods improving. Uh, good morning. Morning. Uh, I can feel my natural energy coming back. Um, Friday night, it sounds, this sounds funny, but it's a, it's a super small thing. Uh, Friday night in the, well, Friday afternoon, I texted my wife and asked her if she could get off work just a little bit early. So I could take her down to the beach and we could have a Corona and watch the sunset and that's something I haven't done in a good long while. I haven't done the 
romantic gestures that I used to do. Um, and they, they don't have to be huge gestures. It can be as simple as, hey, let's walk down and watch the sunset. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, so I can feel the positivity starting to come back. And that is a good thing. I think as I'm speaking this out loud, which is the main reason I've decided to do this podcast to work things out in my head, is I don't have to be anything right now. I can just let it roll. Um, And by that I mean just keep working at this, build that base slowly in a, in a healthy way um, so that when I do decide what I want to do, I uh, have the base to do that, that I can jump into whatever it is I want. Um, I do know that I'm going to be doing Piscinta. And as a matter of fact, for anybody listening to this, a little inside information, I have started my stash as of four weeks ago. And I'm getting a barber here in Half Moon Bay to learn how to train it and make it everything that Piscinta deserves. Um, Interesting fact, the longest I have grown my beard or mustache out is usually September, September to February. So about six months. So this time here will be a full year of glorious stash. (laughs) We will see where this journey of mustache takes me. (laughs) It's a metaphor for everything that is right with the world. A little bit of fog here. I love the fog here when it comes in in Half Moon Bay because it's really dense and has a salt taste to it as you uh, as you're running and breathing. It's a it's just a glorious feeling. I am really stoked at how I'm feeling right now. Coming up on two miles and uh, heart rate looks good. I think I'm going to settle into this pace right here at 12 and a half. The pacing and mileage that I run isn't as important as the time I spend doing it. So the goal 
is to get just over two hours of running and two hours in that fat burning stage uh, in zone two. Really get that body to burn those fats. I can, can feel the difference in the way my body is uh, utilizing fuels and I believe that is what was missing and part of the reason for the sudden weight gain. Um, Reteaching it to utilize those fats as fuel is I just I just know that is going to be the key to my success. And again, that's the key to my success, not necessarily yours. Uh, my happiness, it would appear, is going to be based on long miles. And I'm okay with that. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny, I was just talking to someone about this. I actually look forward to this once a week run that I'm doing right now, as opposed to riding my bike. Yeah, that mile ended up being uh, 12.44 for lap number two. That is outstanding. That's outstanding. I am really, really happy about that. Um, but I, I'm not sure where that change happened. But I'm really, really looking forward to this long run. And I'm okay with that. You know, in the end, I do want to do an Ironman which is about four years off. So I'll be interested to see what I end up wanting to do in the interim. Uh, I know that bike riding will definitely be a big part of that. Do I want to go into road racing? Is that, is that something that I'm interested in? I've never really been interested in road racing before. Um, I've done a few road races. I just never quite understood. I never quite caught on to the strategy of a road race. Um, road races are very different from crits. You wouldn't think that, but from the outside looking in, like, I never really thought that. And I think that was part of my problem when I did Bariani or when I did, uh, well, I can't remember the name of the other race now. Huh. Uh, Winters. Uh, well, Winters has hills in it. Morning. Winters has those hills that make everything 
well, that's the one hill that I just couldn't get over. It's like the time I did <laughs> Cat 5 and uh, I went down to uh, the Sea Otter and I did the Sea Otter road race as a Cat 5. And I'm talking to a buddy of mine who has done it several times. And uh, he, and he's much skinnier than me, much lighter, and has a much better race ability. And I'm feeling all, you know, I've been training for a bit, and I'm feeling all kind of cocky and full of myself. And so what can I do to help you? And I remember he looked at me and he goes, he goes, just try to hang on. And I didn't understand that. I was like, my feelings were a little hurt. I was like, well, what do you mean? I got to be able to help you. But kind of kept it to myself. And we hit that first hill. And I just watched the field walk away from me. It was it was quite, quite humiliating. But I did finish that race. And I finished not last. So that was... That was pretty cool. Morning. Hi. Ended up being about 40 miles and 4,000 feet of climbing. Uh, pretty intense. All by myself. I tried to pick up a couple people, but I was pretty, honestly, I just couldn't go up the hill very fast. I was pretty fresh in the flats. Uh, that's how I've always been. I think I attack hills wrong. Uh, it always used to happen to me on this uh, hill that we called Cassandra Hill uh, in a wintertime uh, mock race that we did in Butte County. And, uh, and we always hit this hill. I always he's got dropped there. There's one time, one time where I was pretty much able to stay with the lead pack and that was because I was super in shape and on the flats at the beginning I attacked I think the I think the hill is about 15 18 miles in but it's all flats before then and when I say hill it really was a hill it's my my PR up over that hill was a minute and three seconds so it's not like it was this giant thing. It was more of a bump in the road, honestly. Just enough to create the separation from the Cat 1s to the Cat 4s and Cat 5s. But anyway, I attacked about 5 miles in and uh, got myself in a solo break for the first time ever. And uh, got up to the top of the, as I crested the hill... The rest of the pack caught me, and I was able to catch on and uh, stay with the with the top ten leaders. And that was amazing. But again, that's because I had to do the good morning. I had to do the hill the way I have to climb the hill, and it's not. It's definitely not the same way as a cat one or cat two. Speaking of which. One of the reasons why I think I burned out is because as a cat four or cat five, I was trying to train like a cat one. And 
well, that is eventually a very good thing. To start with, it's really not. Um, you know, you're doing all these hours and this high-intensity work and trying to keep up every week with these guys and sprint with them. There is there is a good amount of benefit to playing above your above your level for sure. But I don't think it should be done week in and week out. Like I learned a ton by trying to keep up with those guys. Absolutely. Um, but I also think that I was too hard on myself when it came to not being able to. Like I had only been I was looking through my Google photos. I was looking for some Disneyland photos, but always my cycling photos catch my eye because I like to see where I'm at, where I've progressed from, and all of that. And I've only been riding bikes, like not even training, but riding bikes since 2012. So 2012 to 2016, 17 is four or five years. We're going to figure at about 5,000 miles a year. It's about 20,000 miles. 20, let's go 25,000. One of the guys that I race with and ride with quite frequently. Sorry if that buzzed in your ear. I had to ignore a phone call. Um, one of the guys that I continually ride and race with, who's a really good friend of mine, he legitimately rides 20,000 miles a year. A year. So, <laughs> I wonder why I'm unable to keep up the amount of base that that guy has comparatively to me is ridiculous. So his motor is so much bigger than mine. Let's compare that to a Pinto going up against... I'm going to compare him to a Mustang. Big block. Because... He's an American muscle guy, <laughs> for sure. But anyway, you know, it's it, and I'm comparing myself to these these guys and these cat ones that are putting in anywhere from 15 to 20 hours a week, and I'm getting frustrated with myself because I can't keep up. That's just insane. I need to slow back down, stay in my lane, occasionally move over, you know, put myself in that fast lane, see where I'm at, but not on a weekly basis. And not to the point where I'm going home upset because 
after the local group ride because I just couldn't keep up. Those are some of the demons I have, have and am fighting with. I expect a lot of myself. And it, you know, it kind of boils over into my relationship, right? Because I like to think that I have the best ideas and good morning. I like to think that I have the best ideas and the best way to go about something when it comes to household things. Like, you know, fixing stuff or, you know, all that stereotypical guy stuff. And, uh, you know, it's just, so when, say, my wife questions the way that I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, man, I've been doing this for blah, blah, blah years, and it's the way to do it, and, <laughs> but, hey, let's try it your way so that you can see, and then, of course, it works her way. I'll give her 70% of the time. Doesn't always. But, you know, it's pretty egotistical of me to think that I know the only way. And one of the ways I've gotten ahead in life is by looking at things differently. My dad taught me that. To look outside the box as to how to come up with solutions and that even carried over into racing and the only reason why I won one of the races I did by the way uh, mile 3 just finished up 12.20 is the time and my heart rate has been in between we've been bouncing in between 125 and 128 the idea here is to not go above 130. 130 is the threshold. That keeps me solidly in that zone too. Anyway, that's the way that I won the Cola Vita race. That 3-4 race was outside the box. There was no way that I could win against the sprinters that were in that field. I had to come up with a strategy that worked for me so that they were chasing me and not the other way around. Because me chasing them, that was a zero chance at win. Um, anyway, that was off the subject. We'll call that hashtag humble brag. Um, but again, thinking outside the box. You know, Ed, that worked at the coffee shop that I worked at. You know, we had the campfire happen. And, you know, that really increased our business with not much, not more labor for us. So we had to come up with ways 
to have things ready for the firefighters that we knew were coming, to have the, to have a nice place for the fire, uh, the displaced fire victims to come in and enjoy some coffee and and try to you know use our and use our internet and try to have some sense of normalcy <sighs> outside the box something I've always been good at something my wife has always been good at which has propelled her to the job she's in today uh, which provides this lifestyle so I think who I am to bring this all the way around who I am is ever-changing and even though my mental illness with my mental illness that scares me being adaptive is a very healthy thing and I don't think that I have to be anybody right now I think I have the luxury of speaking of Mustangs ah, that sounds nice I have the luxury right now of being able to figure out who I am and taking my time to do that for the second half of my life. Which is a weird thing to think about. Morning. The amount of things that I've, I was thinking about this the other day, the amount of things that I've accomplished up till now, being 46, if I were to live until 90, not an unreasonable thing there's so much more that I could accomplish so spending these next four years I guess however long it takes but four years kind of relaxing and moving forward continually positive way in a health driven way really really could be and will be beneficial so thanks for listening to me ramble for this where are we at 40 minutes 35 minutes I appreciate you letting me work my life out in your ear Until next time, which should be next Monday, I'm out.